Blog Talk Radio. We're doing a special show this week as the schedules have just been so crazy with Jay Logan and myself, Gail Davis, with you from Listen Give. I, we have so many things to talk with you about. Um, our show is going to the next level, and, and part of the uh, people that we're going to be meet, talking with tonight and this evening is Ms. Sherry Barnett. We are really excited to have her. Sherry Barnett hails from the Five Cities International. Oh, my goodness. We are so excited to have her. You know, um, the nonprofit that she has does so much work, okay? And she's a well-known humanitarian. She's helped upstart many of the organizations and has helped communities throughout America to embrace one another. So we're really looking forward because she, she has such a broad background and such broad and amazing humanitarian work that she does from youth to education to family and all. So we are really excited to have her on, you know, and she's really going to share some amazing things with us about, you know, nonprofit. You know, and I know you've been hearing a lot of nonprofit, but you see what Listen Give is really doing is looking to make a huge difference with youth all over the world. And we're actually bringing people on who can make that difference. And one of the people we're going to bring on is Mr. Jay Logan. Mr. Logan, how are you out there? And I guess uh, very dark Oakland and San Francisco right now. Yes, uh, it's kind of dim out here. Um, But other than that, um, I'm doing great. And uh, we're having a wonderful time being back in the States, of course. And I'm just happy to be back on the show again on another week with you. Uh, everything is going great. Uh, we have some some transportation things out here in San Francisco where our subway system, those guys are kind of want to go on strike a little bit. So it's hard for people to get to work, but everybody else is doing fine out here in San Francisco. Well, I tell you, we're really excited, Jay, because, you know, um, one of the things we should mention is that your band, Patent Leather, okay, has been on tour in Japan, has been in Utah and several other places, and we'll, we're sure you'll fill us in when your band will be at other locations that other people can go out and visit and hear you play. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we, we, we plan on coming out there uh, maybe next uh, a couple of months to come see you, and so maybe we can do one of our great shows together with the band performing at some event maybe. Keep your well, focus. you know what I... I, I, well, yeah, please keep us posted, but um, I know you don't want me to sing with your band. I, I don't think uh, Mikkel would be very happy about that. Um, the audience might run away. No, no, we heard you had a voice like Whitney Houston, so we we, we applaud you and come on up there and, and do the do. We know you well, can you do know, I believe Whitney, Whitney's left such a legacy that I'm going to leave that to Whitney, okay? <laughs> You know, we're we're just talking about Sherry Barnett, you know, and really, really excited to have her on. So I know that she'll be coming on with us shortly. But as our usual, we're going to give you a little bit of listening to sound bites to start off with. We have some interesting information today. 
that we're going to start off with. So, um, All right. So what are we going to start with today? What is breaking news today? Um, I think I think some good breaking news would be um, raising the GED bar. It's kind of scary some of the, the the children out here. Some of the kids are very scared because they're going to raise the GED bar and they're going to add more tests and harder questions. And some of the kids in high school are just taking this exam are very, very, very hard. Some of the immigrants also are, are really afraid next year, this January, they're going to be raising all these tests. And I'm wondering, yo, do you think that's a good thing to make it harder, or should we keep it the same? Um, well, you know, we had an opportunity, you know, um, to be at Education Nation, Jay's. You know, we brought educa- uh, Listen and Give there. And, you know, it's, it's it's becoming concerning because as I listened at Education Nation and I'm listening to the things that we talk about every week, I'm very concerned that our kids, some you know, when I say our kids, our kids in the U.S. are going to be left even further behind because as it is, our schools are not up to par. You know what I mean? And neither is our education services in some way to make sure that, you know, our students pass. You know what I mean? Okay. And mm-hmm. that that. That is that's a real concern. You know, how can we say raise the bar for the GED, and then our schools are not up to par, or the services that help the you know young people, <laughs> you know even adults to study. I mean, really, right. if you think about it. So that that's yeah, kind that, of, it's, it's, that, it's that just makes a little different. Yeah, so, you know, we're not just talking about the kids. This this is not only students who want to go into college, Jay. Uh, you know, I, I have to ask you this. This is not only students who want to go into college. These are adults who have to take care of their kids who thought they wouldn't need their GED and some were working hard labor jobs and now they want to move forward. You know, they haven't gone to school in a long time. There are not appropriate services out there to help them study for the current GED. Now we're going to put something, and that, that, and also too, Jay, for whether it's a, you know anybody of any age, what it's going to do is make them feel, you know, even either I hate to use the word dumb, or it'll make them feel they, they'll even lose even more confidence in themselves. We're raising bars of giving, and that's you know, fra- some people have a hard time just with everyday fractions, especially if they haven't been in school for right. a long time. And I, you know, so you know, what is your thoughts on that? Because that, it's just really, it's really concerning. It's very concerning to me because every year, maybe seven hundred thousand people take this general education development high school equivalency exam, and it says only about seventy percent pass the one that's in place right now. So this new one is going to add new math tests and more advanced algebra, and reading and writing tests will be. A higher critical, it take higher critical thinking skills. So I'm, I'm afraid that we might have a less percentage of children that pass. So that means we have 70 percent now. Who knows what this will do next year? Will it be 50? Will it be 60? Will it be 40? Um, I, I agree with you. Well, we need to work on the the the, the other grades, the eighth and seventh and sixth grade kids, and uh, boast their educational skills so they can be ready to take this test before we put this test in place. Hmm. This is very interesting. I mean, I, I, yeah, I just think that they're not going to be ready for this. So the kids is coming maybe next year, but the kids is getting ready to hit this in January. Will they be ready in January? And not only that, 
this new test is going to cost an average of eighty to one hundred and twenty more dollars per student. Right, and 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 I was looking at that with the addition of eighty to twenty additional more dollars per student. That's increasing our taxes for an education that already is not working. Right. Okay. Already, there are students who, unfortunately, it, it is what it is, that they have hardships even to you know be able to go to college. Some of their parents have not you know finished school, or they have to leave school to take care of their parents. You know, there, there's a lot of reasons why this is going on. So my whole thing is. How do we, you know, there's something called common core standards, which they're now really getting behind, okay? But those common core standards are also being raised. And so if students can't even get the common core standards, how are we going to expect them to, you know, deal with the new math? Right. It's, it's really, you know, this is really, this is really concerning, especially in, in neighbor, neighborhoods that are impoverished, Neighborhoods where they don't have the you know role the role models are just not there or or neighborhoods and you know locales where parents have to work all day and don't have time to be with their kids you know this is not this is you know this is very difficult you know I mean here it is a single woman you know that we're speaking of who, whose children are are three and two and she's daunted by the academics already you know she said math is her biggest fear. So, I mean, right. if, if, you know, th this is, you know, all I can say is it's, I'm really concerned, you know, about it. And going to Education Asia was amazing. And everything, what I loved about it is that they had students who were speaking up for themselves. But there's so much I think we need to ask our students what they need. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, 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 definitely, I definitely know what you mean because a lot of these things, raising the traditional academic level and discipline, could relatively have little to do with what we need in the real world, what you use in the real world. I mean, you got all these you know, algebra and all this trigonometry and all these other skills, but what does that, what does that have to do with dealing with the real world, the skills that you need to survive out here in America, out here in the cities and stuff? So you've got to be very careful um, with this test, and I guess we'll see what happens because it's very interesting, you know. There's some, there's some advocates people for it and people that are against it, so... You know, and, 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 and I will tell you, I mean, like, I'm truly looking, um, it, it's just going to be quite interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say anything because I really think it's, it's an open area. But, you know, one of the things I think we should do, you know, another person who would be great to have an honest conversation and weigh in on it would be our guest, Sherry Barnett. She's yes. a well-known humanitarian, humanitarian, and she's helped us start many of the organizations and has helped communities throughout America to embrace one another. And, you know, this is a great conversation I think we can start. I know that we had a set of questions, Jay. I know that, and, and we'll definitely get to our questions. But it, this is something that, you know, Sherry really, you know, has expertise in. And I'd just really love to know what she has to say. So shall we bring her on, Mr. Logan? I think it's a great time to bring her on now, yes. Ms. Barnett, how are you today? Good evening, and to your uh, listen, give audience as well. Thank you for having me on this show. Well, we're really excited to have you. And, you know, Sherry, we had some basic questions for you, but, you know, we would really love to get your opinion. I'm sure you've been listening while we've had you on, in, you know, on the guest queue. 
we'd love to know what your thoughts are on, you know, raising the bar of the GED. Would you mind sharing with us what your thoughts are about that? Well, I've uh, worked with uh, several education programs, such as uh, with the Senate Committee on Education in many different aspects of, you know, pertaining to the D, um, as well as um, advanced um, education for students, you know, starting at the, the basic levels and working with them and, you know, and encouraging them um, from grade school on through high school and, and continuously motivating them. So it's a very interesting question, you know, in regards to education and, and where we're placed uh, around the world uh, pertaining to our ratings in, in education. Because that um, here, it's, it's a, what's really wonderful about the educational system in the United States is that every student has the opportunity to, to grow, to learn, and whatever may have occurred in life if they weren't able to finish grammar school or high school or middle school, whatever case may be, they, they have options to continue on in their education. And um, with the, the way that it's going, we're becoming a global community, so there are many different aspects that are very important, especially within the STEM, with science, technology, engineering, and math, because that's where a lot of the, the um, jobs will be, as well as um, in other areas, but they're, you know, they're really focusing on that. So this is a very wonderful conversation that you're having pertaining to the educational system in the United States. Okay. Well, Ms. Sherry, you know that we have a myriad of questions for you. And so, you know, we're going to get started, my dear. You know, first of all, you know, welcome to the show. It's great to have you, you know. And uh, we're going to get right into everything if you don't mind, okay? You know, I know that you've been working with people in the community that you serve. And, you know, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the, the Sister City program that you're working with? Just a little because we have more questions. Oh, yes. I would be more than happy to, to, to address what Sister City is and what it represents and how it pertains to every individual that uh, lives in the United States. We have over 2,000 partnerships in 136 countries. So every city in the United States um, has a Sister City program. We uh, work through the mayor's office. We are p private citizens. We're citizens di diplomats. And uh, we were founded in 1956 by President Eisenhower on citizen diplomacy. And um, we also function on many different levels uh, with um, pertaining to education as well as sports diplomacy and many different other types of programs. So um, I actually started in um, 2009 uh, with Oakland, Oakland, California being home to 130 different nationalities. We grew up with a lot of people from across the world. So this is an opportunity for us to, to meet and greet our neighbors from other places as well as work with them in, in other countries. Yeah, Sheree, I'd like to ask you, what Sheree, I'd like to ask a question. Um, this is Jay. I wanted to ask, what is the meaning of sister cities, and what do sister cities do? What are they, what are they trying to achieve? Um, sister Cities International creates and strengthens partnerships between U.S. and international communities. So it's, it strives to build global cooperation at the municipal level, promoting cultural understanding, 
and stimulating economic development is one individual in one community at a time. So it empowers private citizens, and it utilizes the vision and success of it at, at, a, at a grassroots tradition to motivate friendship. Wow. Well, you know, um, Sherry, one of the things I'd like to ask you is how can being a sister city help any cause and benefit anyone's hometown? It benefits because it, it opens the door for tourism. Um, it promotes um, economic empowerment. Um, quite often, students are interested in learning about others in, in another part of the world. Like they have a great program coming up for the, the next Olympics, and that's the Japan Exchange Teaching Program where U.S. citizens, uh, U.S. students, my students can go to Japan and, and, and teach English. There are a lot of... Uh, uh, sports programs where you can actually host. Many people are interested in hosting international students as well as setting up exchange programs. If you have a business and you're looking to get into the international market, that also opens the door for, the, for that as well. So every citizen in, in that city um, is a member of Sister Cities. And there may be 10 to 12 different countries that have a partnership. Wow, that's amazing. Do you would you know how many sister cities there are in America? Is there is there a, a total, or do we know? Um, as of this time, it's it's um, about two thousand, and that can change at at any time because uh, partnerships and friendship cities are are constantly being formulated. So that's one of the the great aspects of of sister cities. We've um, been called on for many different reasons. We've strengthened partnerships in, in um, countries where um, it, it's a new relationship and they utilize sister cities. We, we also uh, work um, in the humanitarian aspect with um, military may have finished a project and we work with them. We have um, many different types of diplomacy programs that are constantly changing. Um, it usually takes about, uh, it can take six to nine months to formulate a partnership. It is uh, cultivated by the two mayors, and they, um, they decide to, to create a meet because it's a lifetime wow. partnership. And so they make that decision. But I just want to definitely reiterate that every citizen is, is a part of sister cities in whatever capacity they would like to, to work with them. Now, you know, one of the things, um, this brings me to um, the next question, you know, whether it's can anyone be a part of being a sister city or is it just something that city government is involved in. One of the things I saw, and you know, when I went on to the sister city's website, is there is different levels in which you can be involved. You know, you can actually try and start a sister city yourself, you know, Sherry, or you can actually sign up to be a part of your own sister city by uh, filling out the application and sending it into Washington. Um, can you say a little bit more about that? Well, yes, there, there are different levels. You're able to volunteer if there's a particular city that you're interested in learning more about and becoming involved, then you can um, contact the, the mayor's office. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, we are uh, private citizens, so it, it's only formulated when the, the two mayors agree that they would like to create that partnership. And at that point, it opens the door for many, many other types of partnerships between 
the, the local people in those communities. Um, starting a sister city, you have to be involved with whatever international city that you're interested in formulating a partnership with. You have to be involved with numerous organizations that's um, religious affiliation, education, sports, um, is many different aspects. So it's every, you just want to think that everything that um, is important to, for a city to work effectively, that's what Sister City does. Now, for example, I've been working in emergency preparedness. And as you know, here locally, and, you know, throughout the United States and around the world, there are a, a, the need to strengthen emergency preparedness. So uh, through the, the UN, the Global Facilities for um, Reduction and pertaining to uh, natural disasters, I learned about um, CPR to, and uh, what to do with when there's a, a natural disaster that strikes, working with, with those that um, may, may have uh, some, some type of, of a disability. And so whatever I do here, I'm able to, to work with my sister city to also make sure that the same, same types of partnerships that are created here, whether it's fire, um, strengthening in, in any capacity, we're able to do that mutually because it is, is a mutual agreement. It's a blueprint for a global citizen network. Wow. 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 It's wow. Um, very effective um, with, you know, with today's climate for instilling investment in the future because you build participation and, and you contribute to genuine and lasting world peace. So uh, that's working all, all through where, where there's conflicts, wherever it may be, we create peace. We were, it was based on that mutual respect and creating peace between numerous cities. That's that's one of the main bases for uh, sister cities. So that's amazing. That's all I can say as well. Well, Jay, I know you. We've got a couple more questions to share. You think you can hang on with us? We've got quite a bit more questions for you. I'd love to. Thank you. Okay. Well, Mr. Logan, if you don't take your chance, I'm going to go. Mr. Logan, did we lose you? Well, Sherry, I guess he's he's on hold, so we'll see what happens. Because I, you know, I'm dying to ask you some of these questions. So I hope he's okay, and we didn't we didn't lose Mr. Logan. Mr. Logan, are you there? Oh, he must have gone off. Hold on one second, Mr. Logan. For a minute, I thought you were gone. I was going to have to take Sherry all to myself. Oh no, I, I was I was just listening to uh, the wonderful answers she had. And I, I just, I'm just really, really impressed. And I, I wanted to know, I know she talked about the history of the Sister City program, but I wanted to go into a little more detail. Like, when was it implemented? Even though it started with Eisenhower, when did it start to catch on? Like, that, that's a great question. Um, we, we started, Oakland has a very interesting history. For example, with uh, NotCon Russia, they, uh, in, in the 70s, the, um, when the president came out to, to work with Oakland to formulate a, a, a sister city between Russia, and that was um, President Nixon, and the United States, we also formulated over 200 partnerships with Russia during, during a, a very intense period. And when you create friendships, then um, it makes, when people learn about you, learn about your culture, understanding, um, people to people, 
they, they call on us quite often at capacity. And um, we're the only organization where the honorary chair is the current president of the United States. And we work through the Office of Intergovernmental Affairs, which is the, the same office through, with uh, the Secretary of State, Secretary uh, Kerry. So it is a constant uh, form of diplomacy. And that's also, we've been credited by um, former President Xu as helping to build up China through these types of partnerships. So it opens a lot of doors uh, locally. Um, it also increases businesses and, and um, tax and bases, and, and we work with ports, and we work with many different areas. To, we help you, if, like if you want to start uh, any type of program internationally, locally. Um, also, if you're interested in um, agriculture, whatever it may be, and you may have a product and, you know, it's like, wow, this would be great in the global market, we're able to work with you. Or, as you mentioned, with your educational programs, what you were discussing earlier, um, people are fascinated around the world with American education and, and the different types of programs, like we have nonprofits and, and we, I've also had people come over from other countries to learn how a nonprofit functions because they think it's such a it's a beautiful program that are set up through nonprofits and that's strengthening partnerships around the world. It's a different focus. We don't focus just on humanitarian, but if there's a natural disaster like uh, recently with Japan, then the Japanese sister cities all across the country they also uh, donated uh, money for that. And when we had problems with New Orleans then the sister cities uh, around the world donated a lot of money and product for uh, New Orleans as well. So it's, it's that constant contact that we have, and because we are a global society as of, as of current and it continues in that vein, so many doors are open up through social networks and, other, and many other mediums as well. But uh, we can say that uh, Sister City International was made in America. Wow. 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 That's, that's all I can say is wow. Well, you know, one of the things that I would like to ask you myself is, you know, we were, you know, we were talking about this, Sherry, early on, um, and, you know, I've heard great things about what you do and, you know, and, and I've heard that your favorite thing is to make a difference as Make a Difference Day approaches us very soon. Could you give us some information about Make a Difference Day? Yes. Um, that's one of my favorite days. It is the fourth Saturday in October each year. It was founded in 1992. Um, many people have seen the supplements, so 40 or 50 million are, um, may see the supplement of USA Weekend. And um, it was, there also offers up to $10,000 rewards for participating in Make a Difference Day. So this is the largest day for America to, to volunteer all around the country. You don't have to be a professional fundraiser or just maybe um, a simple idea of, of, of helping a neighbor build a fence or, you know, community involvement. So it's a, it's a real involved uh, throughout the United States. Um, there are many different organizations that um, also donate if you need products and, 
and um, there's also templates if you want to put it on the radio or with the media. But it, it is one of my favorite days because um, I started uh, a Make a Difference Day project in um, 2009, and, and that was for, for Haiti. And we set up in this, in this region the first water program, as, as well as um, churches, numerous churches and organizations donated, and we sent a lot of clothing and and things like that, and they also set up communication, so we're able to communicate with a, a lot of the, the students and, and organizations, and we partnered them uh, with, with Oakland, uh, which caused about uh, six months later for um, the mayor to contact me, Mayor Salvador Galette, to, to ask if we could start a sister city, and that's how it came about. So Make a Difference Day is a very special time for, for me as well, and we celebrate our third year on the 28th with um, my uh, sister city, which is um, port pay um, Haiti and Oakland, California, which is it's in the northern region where Tortuga Island, and, as we, and I think about it as we near Halloween, because uh, that's where Pirates of the Caribbean and all those movies were filmed. Tortuga is like one of the most famous islands in, in the Caribbean. And, um, through, and they're also participating, people participate all around the world or, or make a difference day. I've also, we've also started uh, programs with um, healthy eating, and, and um, we had a program, 51 Garden, Gardens of Eaton, and we started 51 Gardens with um, uh, heirloom seeds uh, in different countries. So you're able to really see your program grow, and um, thousands of people will read about, will read about it. Yes, yeah, so, so it's very significant. And there's still time to, to sign up. So you can just go to the website, makeadifferenceday.org. So once again, that's makeadifferenceday.org. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, my question, Cherie, is like let's say I'm 12 years old. Can I participate? What can I do? in my community to make a difference or make a difference, Dave, I was 12 or 3, is there an age limit? Or can I be part of this? And I'm just a little kid. Can I be part of Make a Difference Day? It's wonderful because children can, out of the mouths of babes, and um, several of the programs that I participated in um, through the last couple of years of Make a Difference Day were started with um, middle school children and with their ideas we were able to implement the different types of programs, and they received recognition for them. So, yes, they definitely encourage. And if, and if you do not have an idea of what you'd like to do, there's also a think tank where you're able to go there and, and kind of get an idea of where your interest may lie. Um, I, I know that uh, several kids, they're having a soccer game, and they're setting up soccer camps with, with uh, high school students. So, there are many different types of programs um, that you can be involved with uh, for volunteering. You know, and there's volunteering.org. Uh, what's really great with a lot of the high schools as well as colleges, they have a setup where they receive credit for volunteering. And that's a necessity, you know, if, if you plan to, to go into college. And, and also it's mandatory in certain places for them to give back, for students to give back in, in the high school. So we work a lot with um, high school students as well at, at um, various um, churches and, and um, nonprofits. 
Wow. Well, you know, yeah, well, you know, thank you for being so informative with us, you know. Um, Sherry, could you share some of the other programs that you work with, like Children Eating Healthy, the Backpack program that you're part of every year, some of the other things that you do in your community? Now, you know, it's so funny because um, we talked about the backpack offline uh, for our audiences, and so I received a backpack, okay, it's a backpack as well as something that's a roller. And I was sharing it with uh, Jay Logan, our, our co-host here, and sharing it offline about how it said, for California, please don't use this because it's at your own risk of reproductive issues and birth defects. So I'm saying to myself, what if a kid is using this as a backpack? You know what I mean? And the mother or father just tears the tag off and doesn't read it, you know? And the fact that oh, New York and all this is supposed to be okay. California has some of the best policies when it comes to their laws, okay? And, you know, so I just, you know, wanted to know if you could hone in on that since you, you know, has the backpack program as well. What if one of the kids got the backpack like that? You know, we're causing them. Why would you put a chemical like that in a backpack anyway? I wouldn't even say what company it is. But, you know, needless to say, you know, it's been sent back. But if you would just, you know, share something about that, Sherry, because it just really got under my skin that they would do something like that. Well, we receive from um, many different companies uh, for backpacks. We give out backpacks, and and um, with them, since they're packed individually with uh, by volunteers, we haven't uh, ran across a situation like that where you know where there's any any warnings, um, you know, pertaining to any other than, um, you know, don't put certain things over your head or things like that, but as far as, you know, the, the chemical aspect. But um, that's one of the phases that, that we do. We, we've also had a very successful for the last five years where they just have donated um, furniture, um, brand new furniture um, that, you know, they utilize in, um, in their day-to-day work and then when they change over, they give it to us, and we've donated 100% of the furniture to, to many different um, single mothers, um, elder, elderly citizens, or those that, that are in need. So those are some of the programs that we have. Uh, we also work with uh, Silence of the Violence. We give away, um, we've given away tickets. Um, I think I've personally given away in the last couple of years over 20,000 tickets for um, baseball games and things like that. So... We are, I'm constantly affiliated with numerous different organizations, and, and the reason I'm not mentioning all of them, because I don't want to leave anyone out, but, um, you know, as far as with computers, and we, um, we've given away computers and, and worked with organizations that um, also do that. So backpacks, that's, that's a part of what we do. We're very conscientious, and, you know, even with the clothing, and, and um, there's another wonderful program that especially will be great for you in New York, and, and that's One Warm Coat. And uh, we've also been affiliated with that over the last couple of years, and they're beautiful clothing, a lot of the radio stations, and they work, you know, work with us, and, and we give away um, all different types of clothes for the school year and also as the winter months. Uh, approach. So we're uh, very, uh, very honored to work with um, great volunteers on numerous programs. And I just want to reiterate that um, um, as a sister city president, uh, it, it is a, a volunteer position as well, even though we, I sometimes work numerous hours on it, but it, it is a labor of love. And so I'm, I'm very happy to be affiliated with it. And I know there's a lot of 
great people listening today that would be an asset to sister cities. Wow. That's wonderful. Um, could you also talk about um, some of your ideology about children eating healthy uh, meals and vegetables and stuff like that? Some of, could you share some of that uh, with us? Yes. Um, as a vegetarian, that is, <laughs> that is very important to me. And uh, with, through our food program, I make sure that we, we have uh, vitamins, I mean, sorry, um, all types of vegetables, and fruits, and um, one little child said something to me that just really, really um, touched me. He was, he was about eight years old, and um, his breakfast sometimes consisted of donuts and drinks and things like that, and he wasn't familiar with the types of fruit, and so I had kiwi and, and, and pineapple, and, and so he was, he was used to either apples and bananas, so he he wanted to know what type of fruit that that I had and, and um, what, what did it taste like. And we also have kids from other parts of the world, and they aren't familiar with the melons and, and things like that. So we were able to introduce them so that um, each day they had healthy food and also uh, worked with uh, one of the, the high school uh, football teams, and we started planting planting the vegetables. So we have gardens that the kids are attending to, and many of them are, are now reaching for a healthy snack, which we started calling, we told them it was God's candy, so they felt that uh, there was an alliance with it. And so they were able to venture out and try different types of vegetables and from other parts of the world and fruits that they haven't tried before. So we work with them um, through... Our, our healthy gardens, and, and we've taken some of the kids to their urban farms, and, and we've done programs, and, and several of them receive jobs working with the urban farms, and, and um, they, they're also interested in, in that line of work while, once they, they graduate from high school. So we really are uh, promoting um, healthy living, exercising, uh, working with uh, different teams, um, for that reason as well. So great eating and uh, goes along with exercise. So, so we have a, a lot of programs uh, geared towards that as well. Uh, wonderful athletes that are, are giving back for that purpose. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you know, one of the um, other things that I wanted to know from you is you know, what is it that, what is your favorite thing out of everything? You know, um, is it not any particular charity in general or anything like that, Sherry, but what is your favorite thing about working with children in general? One of my favorite things, there's so many with working with kids, is that they're always open to new ideas and and they approach every new thing, not as a task, but as an adventure for learning. And so mm. it's an adventure for working, working with children. Wow. Well, Jay, do you have any other questions, my dear? For I know I took your spot uh, there, but I had to. My, my, la- my last question is, on this Make a Difference Day, I want to sign up. Now, is it something that I could do? Is it easy? I mean, could you give us a blow-by-blow, blow, what I would have to do? 
to go to the website and did I have to write like an intern report or I mean what 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 what, I, what might I have to do be part of this make a difference day that's coming up very soon here? Well, the first thing is um, if if you have an idea then uh, and you would know what it needs to materialize, like how many volunteers, where are you okay. going to do it, what do you intend to, to do. They just want to have an idea of what type of program because you want to keep in mind millions of people are able to access their website and, and see your program and then you're also able to bring volunteers on, which I've done on some of my Make a Difference Day projects that are still with me two, three years later. So they'll read about your, your project, and they're able to work with you. If, if you need assistance or if you need a um, company to, to donate, um, once you're, you're signed up, it takes about 24 hours because for them to place it on the website because they want to know exactly what it is, what you're doing, how to get in how to get in contact, who's going to be the contact person, and you just kind of walk yourself. So it's a virtual walkthrough that day of what you intend to do, who you in, intend to help, and how are you going to go about doing it. And it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun project because a lot of times people are signing up and they don't have any experience. They've always wanted to do, do something, uh, of that magnitude, but they weren't familiar on, on how to start that type of process. So th there's, there's a wealth of information on participating, and what's really great is that you meet a lot of wonderful people, you, um, communities, they have whole communities involved. Sometimes a whole city will be involved. Sometimes a, a whole company will be involved with, with Make a Difference Day because it, it's so important. And um, Americans are viewed around the world as, as humanitarians on the whole. We're always, you know, we're always helping as well as working with others and, and helping them help themselves. And, and so this is a, a great start. And we, we would love to see it implemented all over, all over the world. And that's what's starting to happen and people are volunteering in their communities. It could be something, um, I had a project where they were cleaning out, they were cleaning out gutters in, in places where there was a lot of flooding, and um, the mere fact that people weren't aware that, you know, if you throw certain things down the drain, that it can create flooding, or they learned that they can ex how to expand their drain so that it wouldn't flood in certain areas. So there's some wonderful programs that can come about with your Make a Difference Day, and people are viewing it from all over, and they're like, you know, this is something I can also start in, in my community. And a lot of times nonprofits have uh, started. That's the seed. You planted the seed for nonprofit through Make a Difference Day. Wow. Huh. So that's, that's, that's actually the 26th, in the, the tw weekend of the 26th of October. That's uh, coming up very shortly here. That's well, that's. I love and, and I'm really excited, you know, because I'll see people walking around. I have my hat, and, you know, they have the hat and the T-shirts, balloons, and, you know, and um, it's, it's just it's really something. Uh, I think um, several years, and there have been children that, that have also won the awards, you know, through their programs where they've put it together. I've, I've assisted middle schoolers with their Make a Difference Day, Day program. So these are, these are things that you can definitely invite your children and, and, and also 
for for those that are for elders, everyone from from eight to eighty is able to participate and make a difference day. And there may be a project already in place in your neighborhood that you may you may want to join in and work with them. It's a great way to meet your neighbors as well. Wow. That's wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for being a part of our show. We're, I mean, really, we're excited to have you. And, you know, you're one of the guests that we ask, will you come back on later in the year or next year and be with us on the show and our audience again? It would be my pleasure. It definitely would be my pleasure. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Well, thank you, too. I mean, this is just amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, you know, um, we just, uh, it just, it's been really good because, you know, often, you know, we have, I think, Jay, we've just been so lucky with it, you know, and blessed with the guests that we've had. And, yes. you know, for you to come on this special evening with us and spend time with us, we really, really appreciate you for that. Well, I appreciate what you and Jay are doing. Your program is fantastic. And I, I know that it will continue on, and I wish, wish you even more success with it as well. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And just feel, know that you are welcome to come back anytime you would like. Thank you. And I will also look forward to being a part of your audience and listening in very soon. Thank you so much, Sherry. And we will definitely be looking out for Sister Cities and Make a Difference Day. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, it's just been a pleasure. And I also wanted to mention that um, the website for Sister Cities is sister-cities.org for further information for um, a sister city near you. Well, thank you, my dear. And uh, folks, definitely log on to that and find out more about Sister City because, as you can see, we have amazing people like Sherry Barnett, who is just a humanitarian in so many different ways. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day. And the same to all of you. Bye-bye, Sherry. Well, Jay, that was amazing, wasn't it? Yes, that's amazing. I'm, I'm I'm pumped up to go make a difference right now. I'm getting ready to get myself together, and I'm going to go out here and right. do some stuff. Audience, just let you know, the only difference Jay makes is he eats a lot. So he'll probably go make a difference with food. So, you know, if you, well, see, Jay on the, if you see Jay on the website and his name is there, Make a Difference, it's going to probably be Make a Difference with Japanese Food. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Let's go. <laughs> Well, Jay, we'll see our audience next week on Wednesday or Thursday at 2 p.m. Am I right? Or 3 p.m., right. sorry. 3 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Time, sorry, 12 p.m. California Time. Thank you, everybody, and have an amazing day. <laughs>